Welcome to Jazz Shorts, everyone. It's August 19th, 20th, 21st, whatever you're listening to this. It's late August, and we're talking about the jazz. Because that's the beauty of the internet. <laughs> um, we got like one thing to really talk about, and that is the World Cup. Our, uh, our beloved Donovan Mitchell. The, the, the World Cup was like over a month ago, right? Ooh, ooh. The real World Cup. That was like, like three years ago. Like actually, like when was the last time the USA was in it? That <laughs> no, I know you're talking about talking about two-time reigning World Cup champions. Um, and but so yeah, so Donovan Mitchell, he's gonna be in the World Cup. So is, uh, is. Rudy Gobert. And Joe's version of uh, Megan Rapinoe, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, we probably just made some jazz fans mad by me saying that. Yeah, probably. Be be more woke, people. But we we have some fun things to talk about with Donovan. He's been all over the place because with everyone dropping out, he's kind of almost, I would say, the face of Team USA right now. He's good. Excuse me. My cousin Kemba begs to differ. But Kemba, as good as Kemba is, I don't think he electrifies audiences the way that Donovan does. You take that back from my cousin Kemba. (laughs) Sean Walker, everybody. Um, but and I, I, I may, I'm not saying he's the best player, but I do think he'll be kind of the face, the leader of this team, just because of the way he, people are drawn to him. He's charismatic. He's a fun guy to listen to. He does good interviews, and I, I think he's fine taking that responsibility. And we've kind of noticed it. Like there's so many glowing reports, not out of just out of camp, that it's like, man, this guy is taking over leadership roles. Popovich has talked about. And I think a lot of the worry that Jazz fans may have had going into this whole thing of, like, please don't get hurt, Donovan, has been kind of tapered off a little bit because of I think a lot of people are seeing, hey, this could really benefit this kid because, yeah, he's going to be on the world stage and be a leader of Team USA. Kind of a cool thing no matter what, how good this team is. And some people think it's really not good at all. At all. Cut to the ringer.com. Ringer.com.com.com. Dot com, dot com, dot com. Um, an article in the ringer today. You ready for this hot take? Is this, this was like just barely posted, like right before time of recording. I haven't even got, had enough time to read through this whole thing. Well, today. you hurry up, Sean. This <laughs> but uh, it's, it's an article by Zach Krom titled, Is This the Worst Team USA in Modern History? Dun, dun, dun. Which, by the way, I love how in the first paragraph of this hot, takey story, he says, okay, this isn't the worst team in modern history. Because <laughs> in, the, in the 1998 World Championships, it happened during the NBA lockout, and so USA Basketball had to send a group that was led by Jimmy Oliver and Wendell Alexis. That's a like hot take alert here. Like Hot take advice. When you're doing a hot take, 
Don't say your take is wrong in the first paragraph. Yeah, probably probably steer her away from something that disproves your take. <laughs> but in like, the first regardless, let's take that out. Is this the worst team? And I, I th- like that's one of those like such a stupid thing to even ask because it's like one, it doesn't matter. They're still easily the favorite going into this thing, and so like you can put. And the World Cup has never attracted the big NBA stars. Qua, qua, qua. I don't know what that means. The favorites are led by one uh, oh. NBA two-time defensive player of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah they're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's uh, France. They're not the favorites. <laughs> okay. Um, so. but I trust your so opinion you, about the FIBA World Cup you, much more than mine. There you go. Um, but you look at like some of the Team USA World Cup teams in the past. They're, they're not the strongest. Like the 2010 team didn't have that have any all stars. The 2014 team didn't have many all stars currently. But you look in retrospect, and those teams look really good. 2010 had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Derrick Rose. These w- weren't great players then. Turned out to be MVP players later. And kind of same thing with 2014. Um, and so you have players that are good. They're young. And that could emerge into these great talents. And I think that's usually a World Cup team. Now, agreed, I don't think this talent base is as strong as those ones. And so we, we they, it might be, quote-unquote, considered the worst. But it's just a, it's, there's some hot, takey stuff. What was your favorite part of this article, Sean? Because I know what mine was. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think I just barely brought mine up, which was the first pair. Yeah, that was amazing. Essentially disproving but, the the lead, the headline of this entire uh, of this entire piece. But but I mean, I, th- I think there is, I think there are a couple of good points in that. There's not really necessarily like a star. Yeah, and that, on this FIBA World Cup team, um, but I, I mean. Looking I, back, like when you're in the moment, every three or four years, like how often is there really like a true headlining like current star? Yeah, I, was, I don't like, think it's every rotation like, cycle. Outs- like it's the, outside of the Olympics, it's not like, and that's really what it, what it comes down to. This isn't like out of the norm that a lot of people have dropped out that are main headlining stars. It yeah. just isn't like like not, it's, it's not having not having star. Not having like a star player isn't a USA basketball problem right now. It's an international basketball problem right now. I mean, it's it's just like stars don't want to compete on the world's game in the international game because they're whether it's because they make too much money for their club teams or they're just too worried about their club teams or or whatever it is. But but the club game is just so much bigger than the international game. Um, and it's it's like that around the world, like not just in the United States. It's like that in Canada. It's like that in France. Even it's like that in, in uh, in well maybe not in Australia so much, but in NBL. <laughs> uh, I mean, but but it's, I mean I I just think that's kind of the state of international basketball. It's not football. It's not soccer. It's not something where the international yeah. game is the pinnacle of the sport. And I think the Olympics holds a different weight to it than the World Cup. And I think this World Cup like schedule is just weird because. It's these guys are gonna like if you go to the gold medal game, these guys are coming back and in two weeks they're starting training camp, and it's like that is not a lot of time. And so when you see a lot of these players dropping out for like, hey, I want to focus on the season, that's a legitimate reason. Like they want a little bit of rest before training camp kicks in. But I do love this part of the story because I think it is just a hot take of all hot takes. The new Team USA 
is evidently a mix of starters from the 2019-20 Boston Celtics, a team projected to win fewer than 50 games, and other assorted role players from around the league. So Donovan Mitchell is not Captain America. He is an assorted role player. player. Same with Chris Middleton. Sure. You know, the guy that was actually an all-star and stuff, you know. So I think, yeah, this team is probably weaker than time in years past, but I think that also helps Donovan Mitchell because it puts him at a platform that he probably otherwise would not have had. Like, I mean, the best player in the Lakers is still playing for this team. <laughs> you, you will die on that take. Uh, squatting on that one. Um, but Mark Stein. Joe uh, Harris. But I, I think it's interesting. Mark Stein Mason said. Mason Plumlee? <laughs> It really isn't a great team. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> like, I know. I'm trying to find something. But um, but Mark Stein, he kind of bring, brings up an interesting point. He said, um, three of the five best players in the upcoming World Cup will not be wearing USA jerseys. Um, then he names his top five, which is Giannis, Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Kemba Walker, and Donovan Mitchell. So the Jazz have two of the five best players in the World Cup, according to Mark Stein. So put another way... Um, Two of the five best players in this year's FIBA Basketball World Cup play their club ball in Salt Lake City. Yeah, there you go. Think about that for a second. Lucky jazz fans. Lucky. Per Markstein. Per Markstein. Per Markstein. Well, probably pretty accurate, to be honest, too. So I mean, maybe accurate. This is, he also named the top five players at the World Cup, and he didn't include Australia's own Joe Ingles. So, so I don't know how much to, to trust Markstein's <laughs> opinion. Calling you out, Stein. But, yeah, so World Cup um, could be fun. They're in Australia this week finishing up. Had some uh, scrimmages against – had a scrimmage against Spain last week when the entire Spain team decided to wear a Spidal Ones, apparently. So that was kind of cool. That's fun. Um, yeah, we know they're Don Issue Ones, and I'm still mad about that. Um, but <laughs> so kind of cool that Ricky Rubio got a chance to play with Donovan Mitchell. Yep. And that's world basketball. The only, the only everybody. time he'll get to play on the same court as him for the rest of the calendar year. Yeah, maybe. Don't I don't know. Isn't Phoenix after New Year's? I think they the go to Phoenix think, and oh, like. They I think they. I think that's one of their first ten games. Actually. If Ricky's playing that game. <laughs> but yeah, so World Cup basketball, everyone. It should be kind of fun. I think it'll actually be beneficial um, for Donovan in the end. I I do like. I, I think it really will. He's going to learn from Pop. Uh, New York Times had an article about his learning growth with Popovich and how Quinn Snyder actually was, like, totally for this. The Jazz, I know, are happy that this is happening. They aren't concerned about fatigue or injury or anything like that. Uh, I've always thought I mean, that... they, they never are, to be fair, until it actually happens. Sure, and, and that's how it should be. Like, um, DeMarcus Cousins just blew out his ACL, and guess what? He wasn't playing in the FIFA, FIBA World Cup. Like, That's true. Players are playing basketball regardless of if it's being televised or not. And so there's always a risk-reward, and there's just training itself. You can get hurt. So I think that's why you have to be like, hey, it's, we should not be focused on the injury potential because it's you're going to have a chance to be injured all the time. Um, and I think the reward outweighs that because he is. He's learned how to be a leader for Team USA, like regardless of if this is a bad Team USA team, it's still the America's team. It like that still will be beneficial for him moving forward in his career. Um, but will it? And, have... let's, and let's be totally honest. Even if this is a bad Team USA that 
that lacks star power and and that doesn't have like a true face outside of like a like a Kyle like a like a Kemba or Donovan or the NBA's best player Kyle Kuzma um, or Joe Harris because I know there are a lot of Joe Harris fans listening to this podcast. Huge Joe Harris. Huge we're, Joe we're a big Harris. Joe Harris podcast. This, we're we're the Joe official, Harris Dan, the official the Joe, Joe Harris Stancast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Harris Stancast. But let's be totally honest. I mean, when when play tips off August thirty first. Uh, over in China, if you were going to watch the FIBA World Cup, you're still going to watch it. If you weren't going to watch the FIBA World Cup, you're still not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't think this lack of star power really has that much effect. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Is like I don't think the uh, average NBA fan cares. Like in the end, I just don't. Like it's one. Like America is either going to win and it'll be expected, or they're going to lose, and then I think that's the outcry. It's like what they lost. That's weird. Other than that, it's like, yep, that tournament happened. Can we move on to the NBA season? If you're really concerned about the lack of star power, maybe the best thing that could happen would be America loses early, like before the <laughs> even. And... Uh, I don't know. Uh, but even then, it's like I think you have the excuse of like, yeah, of course we lost. Look who we sent. <laughs> like none of our guys are there. So maybe the NBA then wisens up and they actually implement like international breaks. And, Maybe, but and force guys to go represent their country. We'll see. But the question here is, like, I think for the Jazz, well, having three guys, two of the top five, or three of the top five, according to Sean Walker, um, will it hurt them? Like best player. Like, will it hurt them coming up because they won't have any break really going into the season? Will that have a big impact? I mean, I I really think that the impact of a summer basketball tournament internationally. I, I really think that, 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 that this tournament's impact on the NBA season is a little bit overblown. Because, like you mentioned before, these guys are still playing basketball. It's not like, it's not like if Donovan Mitchell wasn't going over to China with Team USA or Australia right now or wherever, um, it's not like he wouldn't be playing basketball yeah. for three months. He wouldn't just be like sitting on his couch playing two K with his feet up. Yeah, he ain't he us. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like he's still going to be playing. He's still going going to be finding a pickup game. He's still probably going to be like organizing high school kids from Kearns High School to play West High School, and then he's like the all time point guard or something like that. Like, <laughs> like he's still going to find a way onto a court, and therefore he's still going to get tired, potentially get injured, potentially tweak something. Um, where he's not, where he's not, you know, 100% fit for the first game of the like 892 game NBA regular season. Um, so I mean, he he's still like, there's there is still that chance. So I don't think, in the grand scheme of things, playing in the FIBA World Cup really has that much impact on. You know what? Uh, I've always found seasons. this interesting is I feel like the, all that conversation is always based off like American players because they're the ones that usually sit these out more. Like when it comes to NBA guys, like Rudy Gobert 100% ex- was expected to play in this tournament from day one. Same mm-hmm. with Joe Ingles. No one was talking about that of like, oh, what if Rudy comes back a little tired or injured? It's like, no, because it's expected. And the same thing, it doesn't matter. Like, like they'll run through it, they'll have a good time, they'll probably come back healthy. And I honestly don't see anything wrong with having a little more competitive basketball heading into the season. I think the Jazz might actually benefit from it because three of their guys will be kind of, like, in the zone ready to roll. And three, likely of their 
most important players, potential of three starters. And so, yeah, I think all in all, it should benefit more than hurt. But we'll see. And, I mean, that that goes back. I wasn't going to go into this, but you touched on it right there, so maybe I will dive right in. That goes back to just, I think, the devaluization that the United States in general and most of North America realistically has with international sports. This is a club sport country, you know. It's 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 all about clubs and not national teams. I mean, not just not just basketball, but from from the NFL to the NBA to uh, the NHL to soccer to 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 everywhere. We value our club sports way more than our international sports, and it's like it's it's hurting us big time on the soccer front. You know, the most popular sport in the world. <laughs> Or second most because see, I would say cricket, soccer. I think they we value international more than club. Not necessarily. I just think we're not that good when it comes to the men's side. <laughs> but see, think, when you're not that good, you yeah, say it's, it's it. Yeah, you you can make a lot of excuses over whether or not fair. we actually value it. Um, but but we're we're just we're just much more of a club country than an international country. Um, whereas teams like in particular in Europe value international play in other sports and so that spreads to basketball which is why now french basketball players spanish basketball players um etc guys like rudy obert are saying yeah my country gave me a call up of course i'm going to yeah. play it doesn't make any sense to turn it down and I, yeah and i think that's a big difference on this and but yeah i go going back until i mean until we have club sports that that really find a way to balance and to promote and to incentivize international play i think we're going to continue to have these same problems I don't know. Like, yeah. I, again, I think that's just the desire isn't there. The fandom isn't there. Like, I've always felt America was one of those. Like, I think why, um, like, you look at the World Cup, and I, I think this happens with the Women's World Cup, but I think mostly, the, like, it all, you see it more in the men's, like, how big of a deal it is when the men win a game or something. The whole world, like, the whole nation's, like, freaking out or whatever. This is cool. Watch parties everywhere. You don't see that with basketball because we're such a heavy favorites that it's like it's not fun to cheer like it's not fun to cheer for the heavy favorite. It's kind of there's reason why everyone like doesn't want the Warriors to win or doesn't want the Yankees to win or like so it's like sometimes America's just the juggernaut. It's not that fun. But when they're the underdog, we can all get on board with that. You look at like the nineteen eighty miracle hockey team everyone goes back to. It's like it's fun to cheer for the underdog. Basketball, we're never going to be that. <laughs> Even our quote-unquote worst team we're sending ever is still probably going to win the World Cup. <laughs> so it was fun to cheer for US, USA hockey in 1980 when they were the underdog, but a couple of years ago when they had arguably the best team in the world because everybody played in the NHL and they had yeah. like, they had like four of the top five players in that league. Yeah, a little less. Fun. Exactly. So yeah. would it be more fun? A different discussion that we won't get into. If we just take the professionals out and let our college kids go again. We might be more interested in it. Who knows? But, Sean, we're moving on. Uh, segment time. Sean, I'm irrationally upset about something. I am here for this take. Um, I just want to okay, preface so, this by I am very much here for this take, and y'all need to listen to this take because especially <laughs> – I know we have a lot of like baggers at Harmons who listen to this podcast. Huge, but y'all, huge Harmons guys. Yeah, y'all really need to listen to this tape right, because it it impacts your job directly. I don't know if it does. Maybe I am just doing something stupid. Someone please message me and tell me. Um, so I am a green banana guy. Oh, we're talking bananas. Um, like 
I yellows are fine, but I kind of prefer them a little, little green, not quite all the way ripe or whatever. I don't know fruit, but um, so I get a little green, like get greener ones because I'm like, okay, this will last me a week. So I bought these bananas on Saturday morning, like green, like these are like bright green bananas, like all green, all green. All there's green. not, not a, like the tips are green. There's not a yellow part in okay. these things. All green. Thinking like, okay, you know what'll be cool about these? It'll slowly go into yellow, and these will last me for a while. I wake up this morning, making my regular breakfast with a little banana shake, protein shake, and it's like already getting brown. It's like green brown. It's weird. I don't get it. I am irrationally upset about this, that bananas don't last longer than, like, three freaking days, Sean. I don't get it. It's dumb. Like, I feel like if I would just um, buy yellow ones, it would last the same. I don't – so someone please explain to me bananas because I'm, I'm getting upset with my grocery purchases. No, I'm 100% in favor of this. Um, I think bananas – for the most part, I think they brownify or even yellowify too quickly. Too qu- um, I have been told though there is now there is a way that you can keep bananas from over ripening. I think is what it's called when they turn brown. Okay. Um, and it involves putting them in a like so when you get home you put them in a bag and like. Oh, this sounds way too complicated. They, Look. Um, so so the the brownifying comes from like too much exposure to oxygen. So if you limit their exposure to oxygen, then in theory you should. I haven't actually tried this, so maybe right. maybe. So you like we got this, like um, we got really like rich people like, like you know like Jeff Bezos. Stop like doing like trying to get to Mars or whatever. I don't know, and fix my banana problem. That's all I want. Uh, also, um, your, <laughs> the issue that you saw was with your banana smoothies. No, just bananas in general. They're just they burn. They go bad too fast. No, no, but but you noticed it when you went to go put them in a, into a smoothie. Yeah. You know you can put a brown banana into a smoothie. It like, doesn't. I like to, the green taste, Sean. No, but it doesn't. Like it doesn't. When you I'll mix dis- it up and like disagree. take them and cook them, oh, it dis- doesn't change the taste. Disagree on that one, my friend. No, it, because dis- you're mixing ooh, everything. Green disagree. Hot. Ooh, no, you're, you're not right. Okay. Incorrect. You're. No. Incorrect. Science, nutritional science disagrees. I'm irrationally upset that you're no, uh, okay. about your nutritional science. <laughs> you know what I'm irrationally upset about? What are you irrationally upset about? It's fantasy football season, and I am irrationally upset. I hate it's, fantasy it's football. It's true. We Okay, so this is what went down today. We're trying to set up a little KSL.com fantasy league. Sean's like... Why? Yeah, like, we're talking about it. It's like, oh, this will be fun, whatever. Yeah, we have like eight, nine people that are in, and... So we leave the conversation, and Sean immediately just goes to me, why the heck do you want to do a fantasy football league? And that's, like, verbatim that's exactly how he sound. sounds like. That's exactly so, what I like, sound he's like. super pissed, and I'm like, I don't know, because fun, because I like winning and potentially putting some... yeah, when, when was the last time you won a fantasy football league? <sighs> I get second a lot. <laughs> yes, when, again, I use Yeah, I don't know if I ever second have. place is the first loser, Ryan. Um wrong. Second place if you get second enough, you get enough points to win. 
I, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think, um, this isn't, this regardless, isn't, it's a good time. This isn't ta- T-Mobile. You don't sorry, get sorry you don't want to do team bonding experiences. You hate Lagoon Day. You hate the fantasy football. T- do you just hate, hate KSL? No, no, I, I, hate, I hate Lagoon. I think that was kind of the main thing. I hate Lagoon Day. I hate uh, Lagoon. I hate fantasy football. Um, you hate fun. I just, I just... I don't like fantasy football. I don't like, in particular, we were talking a little bit about this off pod, and so I'll go into it on so that it's on the record. I hate, I hate rooting for your super niche interest or niche. I think that's the word. Your super niche interest, like a fantasy football roster, over your general interest, like your own sporting fandom. So, and you know who I'm talking about. There's always one guy in your Twitter timeline who every fall goes oh man my cardinals lost to the browns but hey you know i started baker mayfield the quarterback on my fantasy team so it's all good it's like like no no you're a cardinals fan they were playing the browns they lost you should be upset that they lost to the browns not that your fantasy football quarterback. no it's like um the wonderful people in vegas and nowhere else just there it's like when they hedge a bet. It's kind of the same type of thing. It's like, well, my team's going to lose, but I got Patrick Mahomes killing my team, and at least that's helping me out <laughs> on another squad. It's like hedging a bet. Same thing. But, but you're still losing money because you're losing your money on the first bet. I'm confused. So are you also are you also the kind of guy when you go to the when you go to the MGM sports book, do you put money on both the over and the under? No, no, then, I'm just saying because then you can go, I'm just, Oh hey, I lost money on the over, but no, hey, that's I totally different. Had it's that different. Under. It's because it's like, yeah, you want your team to win, but if they're losing and your like fantasy team's still winning, at least like it's not a double loss day. <laughs> <laughs> You know how you can avoid that double loss day? By taking Patrick Mahomes out of your lineup and hopefully they win. I get I, it. I got an even better one. Or just not I play. Just don't play fantasy football. You know no what? Double you loss hate days. fun. You hate fun. That's what Sean Walker is, everybody. Um, it's fun. Keep an eye out on the pages of uh, KSL.com because we actually maybe figured out a way for me to enjoy fantasy football this year. Uh, we'll let you guys know. Oh, we're not. Gonna, I think we just should go into this. I mean. We might. When are we we'll ever going to talk about this? We'll talk again. about it. We got we got a, several more weeks of contenting to do, <laughs> so maybe we'll bring it up on on a future edition of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, everyone, it is a wonderful Monday or a wonderful Tuesday. The Jazz are almost back. Donovan at least is here. Rudy's gonna be playing. Joe is. And the pl- World Cup's right around the corner. So you can kind of enjoy basketball. I'll be honest. I I. Watching the USA scrimmages, I thought I'd enjoy it more than I did. <laughs> I'm like, yay, basketball's back. It's it's not great. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It is a nice filler until we get to training camp. So we'll keep talking about that. We'll talk about random stuff. Maybe Sean will share his video, his best video game takes or something. Maybe we'll get new hats. I don't know. Shout out to the uh, folks at Octopus Traveler. I just re-picked that up again this week, and it is Exactly, everyone. Not a sponsor. And and with that, um, thanks for listening. Have a great day.